0: Hey, mates. Welcome to another Guitar Wank podcast. I am your host, Troy uh, Thank you for joining us. Welcome to another lovely episode of uh, this uh, Guitar Wank, which we're up to 191. We're on the home stretch for, um, big 200. Uh, wherever you are in the world, thank you for taking the time out to listening to our bullshit. And uh, it's without exception... We will bring another episode to you today with Mr. Bruce Foreman, Scotty Henderson and myself. And, uh... It's <laughs> so fun. Uh, anyway, we well, hope you're well. I'm not going to keep you guys too much. Last week, uh, I played some music that was uh, getting a lot of attention. And that was from Lyle Workman. If you don't know who Lyle Workman is, uh, look him up. He's a great man and makes great music. So that's who I played, um on last week's episode so check that out uh, this week i think i've got scotty Henderson under us right now and <laughs> that didn't sound right but uh you know what i mean and then uh, at the end i think i've got another lyle workman track at the end so you know what are you gonna do uh if you don't already if you want to be involved in the prizes we're coming up coming up to the end of the year of course so we want to get rid of a lot of stuff that we've got laying around so if you want to be a part of that and uh, be in the drawing for wonderful prizes and giveaways, go to guitarwank.com. Look at the uh, the Patreon account link on the side and click on that and maybe join us on Patreon patreon.com slash guitarwank. Join up for being in the running for those prizes. Uh, what else? Uh, you can also email us at guitarwank at gmail.com uh if facebook and you know the standard social media bullshit you can uh spread the word and voice your opinions this episode uh is brought to you by guitar <laughs> there you go ah those days of just long winded intros are i think they're beyond me so with that I'm just going to go straight into it Oh, Bruce is selling a bunch of CDs for ridiculous prices He's cleaning shop So check them out if you want to get a bunch of his CDs For next to nothing Um, Yeah Other than that uh, That's about it Can't think of anything else to say really Which I'm sure you're thinking Good Alright let's get on with it Join Mr Bruce Foreman, Scotty Hennison on the couch And um, if you're uh Yeah I got nothing I really have got nothing. So enjoy the episode. It doesn't really do. Yeah, okay. Alright, alright, fuck it. Let's just get on with it, right? Let's just get on with it. I know there's something else I had to tell you guys, and I can't think of it. So, um. Oh, LA Vintage Gear! Let's talk about those guys. If you're in Los Angeles, you need to go to LA Vintage Gear, they're in Burbank. They're on Burbank Boulevard. Go check them out. Amazing gear. We're going to have Cliff and uh, some of the guys on the show soon. So we'll get them on the show. But um, big shout-out to Joe. Who Go go see Joe and Cliff and Sam at LA Vintage Gear. Ridiculous. Uh, if you go into the store, you will be just shocked and amazed at all the amazing gear these lovely gentlemen have. Um, but we're going to get Cliff on the show uh shortly who is uh, apparently good mates with mike landau <laughs> mike's mike's apparently not interested in coming on the show <laughs> mike mike doesn't like interviews he hasn't listened to the show uh cliff hasn't listened to the show but anyway we'll get him and we'll, we'll get down to it we'll find out what the fuck's going on all right there you go i've ran it enough now okay enjoy your week be safe happy thanksgiving to all because that's next week if you're in america and uh, no, we don't have that in Australia. All those Americans thinking that we uh, Alright, we'll see you guys on next week. I've ranted it. There you go. I managed to pull that out of my ass. Alright, be good. Be safe. And uh, we'll see you, Guitar Wanks,
1: next week.
2: Zucker, Zucker and Abrams? I think so. What's that? Those are the producers. producers. Those are the directors.
0: I was too young to even notice that shit, but yeah, brilliant stuff.
2: Even in the credits, there's all kinds of shit. Oh yeah, You're looking at the credits (laughs) and you're reading, you know, Key Gaffer, this guy, you know, blah, 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 this guy, and then it says, A Tale of Two Cities, Charles Dickens. (laughs) (laughs) and at the end where they're showing the credits and it says I mean where they're showing the the uh, copyright part at the very end anybody that does this and copies this music will be you know cr- criminal you know prosecuted yep. in criminal court and then it says so there <laughs> <laughs> Good shit. Simpler times. <laughs>
0: Simpler <Yeah>. times, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man. That uh, times of change. Well,
2: how many incredible questions do you have for us this time, Troy, from the <laughs> many fans that want to know things about They the don't farms. want to know things anymore. They've heard enough. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they, don't. <laughs> they don't want to know about Chord tones and voice leading. Yeah, what do you,
0: what do you, Scott? So when you're playing over a C seven flat five, <laughs> uh,
2: what, are, what do you, what are anything that E flat melodic minor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bruce, what, what were we talking about? I said to Bruce,
0: we should bring this up on the show. What was I talking about, Bruce? I was talking about. T- was just was it? Today, I don't know.
3: Sex with minors? <laughs>
2: minors that dig?
3: <laughs> oh, sex with minor flat fives. I'm oh, sorry. Oh,
2: yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. was one of the jokes when the doctor sticks his finger up your ass. What? And you go, any sign of the trap minors, chief?
1: He <laughs> uh, says,
3: if, if, you know, if, if, if you hate this, you know. You know, just just make a barnyard sound. But if you like it, you can sing a show tune. You know?
1: (laughs) And you go, Moon River! Yeah, that's a really, that's a classic.
2: Classic. Okay.
3: That's really quite clever when you think about
2: it. <laughs> it is a really good one. Wow. Two new Bruce jokes I've never heard in my life. That's
1: great. Uh,
0: Bruce out the big ones. Yeah, he's bringing
2: oh. out the big guns today. Wait till you hear the new
3: tune I wrote. Wow. Uh, but I can't debut it on the show. Sorry, folks. It'll come later. Uh, I've got to save it for the optimal time mm, to do it. Man. You, can't,
0: you can't tell the title?
3: No, I can't even tell the title. I don't want to give it away. Somebody else will write one that's better.
1: Mm.
0: <laughs> that's a good joke. Uh, Bruce played it for me, and I was like, I don't know if you're gonna be able to play that. And he said, "Let me play it again." And by the second time, I was like, oh, "You got it. This is lyric.
2: Does this song have lyrics?
3: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. All oh right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. My playing's funny enough, but this is, you know.
0: Uh, it's good. <laughs> Man. I, All right. Well, that's you pretty gotta, good. You got to play it in a room full of women. I
1: think
3: oh definitely they'll dig it they'll they'll love that the
0: end the the tension really really
3: I'm you know like I say I still hold the record for highest percentage of women at the baked potato of any (laughs) gig yeah yeah, right
1: (laughs) more than
2: me that's for sure I'll tell
1: you that (laughs) it's
3: okay
0: oh man Justin had some good stories about the baked potato yeah yeah that was that was a fun hang man
2: Man, who hasn't played in that place I
0: haven't (laughs)
1: Well,
3: we'll Troy,
0: you could. I don't want to. You don't want to? It just sounds like uh, I'll just go and drink.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I just wish the stage was a little bigger. That's the only thing I have against it. I hate cymbals in my ears. yeah,
3: Yeah, but there's like, there's no, I mean, if the stage were bigger, the club would have nobody in it. Right,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. But it's
2: hard to be that close to a drum set. In fact that's the only place I play in the last 10 years where I'm that close to a drum set. I don't want to be that close to a right. drum set.
0: Are you, you normally know? further like sideways or do you stick the drummer back? Further?
2: Or do you just fucking get in the other room? <laughs> I got such a good stage setup now and it's working I've got the best stage setup I've ever had in my life, and it works so well. And no one yells at me, and it's wonderful. <laughs> no one yells at you. Like who no. yelled at you before? Sound men. Oh, sound men. Yeah, because what I do is I, I I set the amp facing like I'm on the. If you're looking out in the audience, I'm on the right, so that I set my amp. If on, you're looking out, if to, I'm looking out in the audience, right, you, I'm okay. on the right side stage of right. stage. So I'm on right. stage right, and and. So instead of pointing my amp out where the sound man can hear it and yell at me <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I put the amp pretty close to the drums so that sort of like the back of the cabinet is facing the drums and tilt the amp so it's going off to the right side of the stage So right, okay. almost towards, to like say so if there's a guy in the very right corner he might be mad but he'll so be So towards only one the bar, mad. right? Yeah, that's yeah. that's where I'm yeah. going to sit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so right. So so anyway, and then I stand as long as my little pedalboard snake is and I'm a good another 6 feet away from the drum set so I don't have cymbals in my ears. Yeah. And it's great because the sound man doesn't yell at me. Mm-hmm. I can kind of turn up. I don't need to use the monitors as much cuz I can hear my I can hear the cabinet fine. Yeah. And and the sound man's not mad because he's not he can, you know, mix and the cabinet's m- pointing at him which yes. makes it really Hard to mix the band if yep. he's getting all that guitar off the stage, and now he's yelling at the bass player instead of me, yeah. which is great. It's like yeah, you know, every gig it's like, can you turn the bass down a little bit? And I'm going, yeah, finally. It's not he's not yelling at me, so it, it works really well, man. Just uh, you know, I love it. It's it amazing how that you
0: know, room is so small, but it sucks up. It does soak up. It's well, a it's of the a sale. dead
2: room, but yeah. But still, I mean, if you're standing next to the drums, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I have to really be on my drummer's case, and he doesn't listen. I mean, I'm, and it's not like he doesn't want to. <laughs> he can't to. hear. He can't hear. He's yeah. a drummer. <laughs> yeah. But it's and like I know he's trying his best, but his just instinct yeah. is to ride that cymbal that's next to my ear. And when things start getting a little bit exciting, it just gets
0: loud. Have you ever thought just of just having a percussionist?
2: Well that that would do it or just a guy playing brushes just bring your bring your blastics or your brushes to the gig don't use sticks that would be one solution. <laughs> but, yeah, it's a tight room man. I mean you're right you're right. <laughs> next he, to each when when you there again, I'm there like now, you know when okay. the guys come to town yep. and hang. But you know, yeah, that's right cuz I'll be touring until almost until then anyway. Yeah. But, but after we do that gig, I am going to try to put some gigs together with Joel or Kenzie yep. or whoever wants to play and just do some fun gigs at Baked Potato. Oh, just that'd be great, th- man. That aren't, you know, album-oriented. Just play yeah, some just tunes and have some fun. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So definitely I want to do that. Absolutely. Bruce, or, you yeah.
0: Bruce had a good idea for a... a a jazz night there, didn't
3: you?
2: Yeah, yeah. He hasn't
3: responded to me, so maybe he's going to pass. No, me. I mean does you're
0: going gonna to have to chase that out He he's not going to remember that shit. But no. does Justin, that's a
2: great idea. Um, does he have anything to say about sort of like the the dynasty that the baked potato has become? Where oh yeah, you know, you, you, but I mean this in a negative way, and I'm not against Justin at all. I love Justin, no. but I'm just saying that. Sometimes he doesn't like it if you play somewhere close to the baked potato, you know. Like for the people that for the people that want to play other gigs that are like say on Ventura Boulevard, right? They don't really dig that too much. Right, I can understand that. Yeah, I get it. I mean, he's the one guy that like
3: what what I like about him, and I'm sure you know it's part of the legacy of his father. Is he wants to pay the guys? Right. He wants everybody to make money. Right. And I mean this is gonna be really hard for Pisano and Guitar Night, because those people have been used to going for free to hearing Guitar Night. You know, and it's it's not your um youngest crowd, can I say that indelicately? Of course. Uh, and, and and they're not people that are they're, they're not used to paying and they're going to go to hear John Pisano and it's going to be a $10 or $20 cover you know With plus two drink minimum
0: yeah they won't be able to and do I
3: don't know that that's going to survive
1: mm-hmm.
3: you know unless he cultivates a new audience and mm-hmm. once a month it's going to be hard to kind of do right i'm concerned about it because just because how much i love the legacy of it. because it's not just john who of course you know how close i am to him but joe started guitar night at dante's you know Pass. in the 70s oh joe passed yeah i uh-huh. mean there was a guitar night then too you oh, know i okay. mean and john started it again 22 years
0: ago i and, see and, was and the and one but joe did was that the pretty much same format?
3: No, it was Joe played every Monday night or something, whatever, Tuesday night. Was and, there a and cover? And guys would come in. Yeah, well, it was Dante's. So there was a cover. Yeah, 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 sure. But that was, I mean, when John started at Papa John's and then it moved around to Spazio and I think it was somewhere else and then it was Viva, you know, and then it moved over out to Pasadena and went back to Viva. I'm just concerned about the cover thing and, you know, the, 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 the crowd that usually goes to it. You know what I mean? And, and I'm also concerned, you know, if it only happening once a month, it's hard to keep a regular thing. At because that, he
2: was doing it every Tuesday But night. But
3: that being said, Justin was like, John, we're going to make you some money. So finally, you know, like instead of this bullshit where you're just not getting paid and the, the the house is making all the money, that the people who are coming to hear you are actually, you're getting that money. I mean, Justin is on our side. Right. You know, and when he says, Yeah, of course he doesn't want to hire you if you're playing for free down the street. Mm -hmm. Go play for free down the street, you know, don't expect me to pay you, you know, and expect the world to pay to see you play if you're getting that. You know, I'll hire guys that people are willing to pay for. Mm -hmm. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, at least he's not looking for bands to support his business. He's Mm -hmm. actually looking to pay the band? No, I agree, and I agree pieces. with that philosophy. And, and I, I think he's just really got his head on his shoulders. And I'm, you know, and I'm not blowing smoke up his ass because he won't listen to this anyways, you know. But. Um, you know, we could. I'd love it if he had four or five more clubs in LA. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: he was great because he's, the way he's he runs, actually through, tried to do it. He and had, he's still looking, he yeah. even
3: said it to us here on the he show. He had
2: one in Pasadena that didn't work right. out, right? He had one in Hollywood that didn't yeah, work out, nah, but Hollywood's not a, a place, but that no. But my
3: point anything. is, he says every time he goes by an empty space, he looks at it, mm-hmm. you know. So,
0: yeah, he said yeah. he's looking,
3: but I love it because. Because he wants to present really great music. We got a town full of great musicians. We got 14 million people who live here. And you got a club that holds 70 people. How hard is this? You know, it Mm -hmm. shouldn't be a. You know, I mean, frankly, if I had some pockets, I would do it. I mean, Mm -hmm. how hard can it be? Out of 14 million people, you got to get 70 people in a night. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you got all these great musicians to choose from. It's like, it should be a no fucking brainer. And I know. Like, the reason why he hasn't responded to my ideas is because he's got, like, a million emails of people that want to play there. You know what I mean? He's, like, the prettiest chick at a bike He he also
2: owns the property, which is not, and he's not renting, which is a big, a huge part of it because a lot of the reasons that these clubs go out of business and he didn't say to that, that the, the only rent. reason
3: he would move into a place is if he had an option to buy the property right yeah. but do you know i mean that's a smart business well he said yeah. he
0: said hollywood he recently got out of it because they were kicking ass in hollywood yeah and then the the landlord was done asked for more money because he was making money mm-hmm. and he's like oh i can see where this is going i'm of out of course yeah, yeah. yeah. fuck yeah. that
3: right <laughs> but no the guy's a smart guy and he Loves the music. I mean, I'm here hanging at the bar when he's playing, great, and he's yeah. listening to the band, and he's loving it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean this, and he plays too. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm again, I'm not blowing smoke up his ass because he's not listening. But my ideas I gave him were like, besides doing the red guitar again, was uh, I got this idea for a thing I want to call jazz intervention, which is a duo night with me and somebody with a really, you know, great personality mm-hmm. where we play and we also do comedy mm-hmm. and improvisational just mm-hmm. ranting. Like kinda like guitar wing mm-hmm. live. Mm-hmm. And, you know, guys like you and Kinsey and Larry Goldings mm-hmm. and shit and we just get sure. up there and just
1: have a laugh. Yeah. A play. Sure.
3: Do comedy, do Fun. do play music, make shit up, mm-hmm. have a good night. Jazz intervention, you know, like total improv is improv comedy and music mm-hmm. put together <coughs> you know and i know it's a little too happy for you but
2: you'll get over it no I, I, it sounds fun no i think <laughs>
0: if you could make you could tell a bunch of jokes and just have a laugh yeah. it'd be awesome well
2: a lot of people a lot of people have the misconception about the baked potato that you can't have a soft gig there, and that's totally not true because Bruce Bruce has proved it. I I know Phil Degree is coming into town next year, and he's definitely going to play Baked Potato. Right, And, uh, And some other people I've talked to, too. I mean, I've seen very quiet I saw Kevin Eubanks' gig there one time. You could have heard a pin drop. They were playing so soft. The drummer was on brushes all night. Wow! And it was really soft, and yeah. it was fine. People were quiet and yeah. respectful. Oh no, yeah, great, I did
3: the red. Know? I did
1: the red guitar. Yeah, it was totally it's a, cool.
2: It's a fine place to play soft. <laughs>
1: music. And
3: and um, Val McCallum did his like thing, you know, his singer songwriter thing. Oh, okay. Song. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's totally. It's a great place to do that. Although I still think I win the. Win the prize for the smallest stamp.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, yeah, I think you might. have. Man, and
3: I, the most women
2: percentage. Most women, well, yeah. you might, you might have done it. But you know, it's refreshing. <laughs> I said
0: to Justin, "It's h- how ironic is it that he's a musician and running a successful venue?" Yeah, that is. He weird. gets it right. Yeah, he
3: fucking gets. Well, but it. he's yeah. also got his dad, and he yeah. and, and he walked into a successful v- venture to begin with.
2: Yeah. Did he talk any about uh, any about Pam, his wife? No, he kept her out of it. Pam is so cool, man. Is she? she's, she's a really good actress. She's on a lot of TV shows. Oh, she okay. was on Broadway with Nathan fucking Lane. Oh, wow. I mean, she's big time. Right. So uh, one time she agreed to meet me and Angela. And when Angela was, I guess this was maybe three or four years ago, when Angela was really deciding to be an actress... And she was kind enough to come and give Angela all this amazing wow. advice. She's just such a sweetheart. That's like, awesome. She's awesome, man. Yep. I love that. She's she's wonderful. So that's Justin's wife. Yeah, yeah. he's man, a great guy. Neville. You know. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's really cool.
3: Anyways, enough of that. I think we'll I
2: think we'll get a gig there, well, re- so we don't, to, uh, we don't have
3: to keep talking about back that.
2: Back in shit. the <laughs> back in the day when I used to play Lavalie, yeah, yeah, that was the why I never played Baked Potato because I was a Lava Lee guy. Mm. And and what Bruce said before is exactly right. We were playing for peanuts. We were playing for five bucks. Yeah, And you know, it would be pretty full every Wednesday night. We had every <coughs> Wednesday night there. And students could come in for free. And everybody else played five bucks. We never made that much money. But it was a great hang while it lasted. Right. You know. Now with Baked Potato, kind of having the, the market cornered on it, the only unfortunate thing I find about it is that not able to play there very often because if you play there too often with the cover (coughs) charge people just they're not going to come yeah if you play too often and he's got a he's got so many people to yeah of course and and i don't mind you know for me like if i could play there three times a year fine i don't need to play there any more than that you know it's fine no problem. I think Landau probably plays there maybe three, four times a year.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: You know, I would like to get up from one <laughs> to <laughs> maybe three or four. Because, uh, yeah, it would just be more fun to play more often. Well,
0: I know I wanted to go see Luke end of year show and that, that sold out ASAP. And then Bottomasa, I guess he's playing a show, a couple of shows there, and that sold mm-hmm. out. So the whole calendar from now to the end of the year is just full. Mm. It's busy.
2: Yeah, I hope Phil does good there, but I think he will. Because yep. he's used to doing <coughs> his thing at MI. And, wow. And yeah, it's kind of lame. It's like they let people in from the outside, and he's usually got a good crowd, but it's mainly the students from the school. Right. But I have a feeling, you know, he's one of those underground guys. Like a lot, m- most of the, <coughs> the solo guitarists and people, of course, they know about him. But he's not like a household yeah, yeah. name. Yeah. But I'm gonna do my best to try to get everybody I can to come. Yeah. And hopefully he'll pack it out. And I hope you guys can come. Yeah, I'd l- I really want to see. Man, I mean, it's, this is something that you will never forget. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Something I can guarantee you, you will walk away going, "What the fuck just happened?" Yeah. Because it's it's astounding. Yeah. Wow. It really is, man. I I've seen him three times and every time i've just walked out and I, my head has been blown apart wow you know just like god damn it how where does that harmony coming from and all just watching his hands like <coughs> it's crazy wow. like all the stuff he's doing at the same time and it's yep. so musical you know it's so dynamic and beautiful and but at the same time so insanely technical he's yep. able to he's one of those crazy guys where you know he's able to go from this voicing to this, <laughs> this voicing in a split second right and it's just it's, it's just like effortless and yeah. perfect and when's just, when's he oh gonna God. be at potato i don't know sometime next some year, next year. Some, sometime in the spring i think he yeah. was talking about coming <clears> but yeah he's really a lot of fun to to see him play live and to see him do that incredible stuff live it's just amazing it's really fun to see are you here are you gonna go to Nam? Not if I have, don't have to. I don't think I have to this year because yeah. John's not going to be there. Oh uh, John's not going to do it. Mm-mm. So when John's not there, I don't have to be there. I'm Just, not a fan of Nam. Yeah, I right. hate it. Fan of Nam. Yeah. I'm not a fan of Nam, it uh, God, Goddamn, it ain't
3: going to Vietnam because yeah. Nam ain't a fan of me. You know what? I went there for about an hour last year. <laughs> what, what I noticed
2: is that in they changed it. Because it used to be all the guitars was in one section, all the drums in one section, horns. Now it's all together. And they put the earplugs next to the drums. Yeah, but (laughs) the thing is, is when you hear all these different instruments playing at the same time it's a different type of noise yeah it's a whiter noise it's a more annoying we, noise. you know what i was it's talking to a vendor really that
0: that rents who was going to nam as a you know selling his stuff and he was saying that the nam organizers are pretty worried because because of the internet now and everything you can do like producing your own videos for marketing your own product and all that kind of stuff I mean, instead of paying the ridiculous amounts of money you have to pay to be at
2: Nam, people are pulling out, man. Yeah, people are pulling out. Companies Who are pulling there? out. Gibson wasn't there last yep. year. Really? Sir doesn't go anymore. Line, Line six has pulled out. Yep. I mean, there's and so it makes a, sense. It does. I mean, John is back-ordered for six months. Why does he need to go to Nam? Yeah, right. You know, like any company that's doing well has no reason to go to Nam. And spend all that money. You must <laughs> well spend that money on marketing. Sure, of course. Or spend that money you, on R and D and make some new shit. And you're not going to go to Nam and actually hear something. No, really not. Well. You're not. And most people at Nam are looky loos anyway. Yeah. They're not buying anything. They're just they're looky loos. Yeah. And that's one of the main reasons John pulled out. He says yeah. because he doesn't make that much sales. He says he's not making it any enough sales at Nam to warrant being there for all the money they're charging him to be there. He's not making a profit. So if you're not making a profit, you 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 stop doing whatever you're doing and change it up. Well, another, well wait a minute. Yeah. Last, wait a minute. Last wait a minute.
3: I'm afraid Bruce you.
2: is mad. Oh, you're <laughs> pissing me off. Whoa. No, no, no.
3: Here Let we go. What happened? What's going on? I've been. That's been my business model for forty-five
2: years. He's not making I've been a doing this, not
3: making a profit. What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. God damn.
2: Stop playing jazz because it's a losing business.
3: Oh yeah, it's right. You're gonna say idea. that Cause just because I'm not making a profit does means I shouldn't be doing it. Well, <laughs> fuck you.
2: Yeah, I think there's a saying that j- there are more jazz musicians than there are jazz audience.
3: <laughs> well, I tell you, there's more jazz chords than the both of them. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think last time oh, John man.
0: John was there, sir. So I remember talking to him and he told me he he sold out all his those custom guitars, beautiful custom guitars he bought. He sold them out in like an hour or something. They were yeah. all gone. Yeah. But yeah, like to get the space, it was
2: ridiculous. It was something like fifty grand. I think shit, I shit. I'll tell you, man,
3: I want the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that's Everyone's the most popular place. There There's yeah. always a fucking line. Yeah. That's my jam, you, I, you know. And I'm not, you know. I'll take the girls. I don't need <laughs> the boys, but I want the bathroom. I tell you
0: what, that would be a good. Spot you make me pay. a deal
2: for the bathroom. I'm in.
0: <laughs>
2: I <Okay. don't> really <laughs> can't. I can't justify going to Nam when Disneyland is right across
1: the street. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
3: And the big parking lot for Nam is only for Disney people. Like we can't even use that. That's like the parking at Nam is is really my problem. <laughs> hey,
0: <we're, laughs> when is <coughs> Nam's still six months Well, yeah, months actually, right?
3: I guess we're not going to get them as a sponsor, are we? <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> but let's you know, have NAMM looks we like we too. kind of ruined that hey, one. We technic- well, on,
0: on the other, on the bright side, we get in for free too. You it, do? Why? Well, Guitar Wank is like they we're, we're media. We're media. So last, they oh, send me a badge every year now. You're kidding? me. No. I'm like, I get invited to all the press we stuff. We get in
2: for free? Yep.
0: I, we get invited to all, all the of press. All or just you? Well, just me at the moment, <laughs> but you can get hooked up. I know people now. Do you get blown? Uh-huh. <laughs> no, I didn't have to do that. Okay. So,
3: Not this year. You didn't have to blow anybody? <laughs> no. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> because,
0: because
2: I think you should hold out at I've that point. I've been
0: sucking for years. It doesn't yeah.
2: matter. Um, so, wow, I didn't know that we could. Yeah, get no, the we're elementary. part of the. Well, now I really want to go and hear all that white
3: noise. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and stand on cement for twenty years. No, you
2: can go to what's
0: the two days before or the? There's an open Wednesday to press and stuff, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think it is. Uh-huh. So you can go. Oh, the
3: parking's probably doable there yeah so yeah.
0: you can go the first day but that's my, I mean, you know here it is my biggest that. problem
3: with nam is parking
0: yeah you yeah. you don't like parking
3: i just don't like good reason you know i don't like dealing with that i mean and, and it's so far away i can't uber
0: remember it. the year we went we drove we got it took forever to get there and then it pierced down rain
2: as we had to park i remember that a mile away. you guys came in and you were soaked. bruce was I furious.
0: That. i thought he yeah. was gonna probably Kill us both. <laughs> I stay
2: down there at the Travel Lodge, and, and right across from Disneyland. And it's a pretty cheap hotel, but it's okay. And then I just take a taxi to the Nam show. and, it's, yeah, oh, I and, and he, sells, he sells meth. <laughs> <And> <laughs> I sell, of course I sell meth. I mean, yeah. I that anyway. Scott, but... the
0: meth deal. Huh? <laughs>
3: yeah, He's yeah. here if, every if, year. If you, if you buy a gram of meth, I'll give you a CD. <laughs> the, the, tra- the Travel Lodge is the most famous
2: meth hotel in Anaheim. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> or I stay at Motel Six <laughs> and we put the hoe in Motel. <laughs>
3: uh, it yeah. used to be Motel Six. Now it's like Motel 109.99. <laughs> <Yeah.
0: laughs> I don't think I, I will be. I think I'll be in Australia anyway. So oh, uh, you right. will. Yeah. yeah, you're going to Australia. You I th- fuck. Th- I think I'm going to Australia. in, in Why January. would you do that? Because home is calling. You want to go home in summer?
3: Yeah, in the We're drought go, in well, the in the bush. We go
0: We'll go to Sydney. Go to Sydney. Jeez, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. You guys, we should do a guitar so week tour of Australia.
3: I, I mean, think you, th- you know. I know we've got big fans over there because I was just there.
0: There
2: you go. And Scott, they, all was, ca-
0: they all came out. You, have you ever thought about touring? You've toured Australia. Well,
2: I have, but uh, not under the best circumstances. <laughs> but I have. <laughs> you know, I had I was playing with a drummer that, that didn't like full uh, full didn't like four (laughs) four. Had some he really had something against four four. But but anyway, um I've been invited many times but it the it didn't work out with the budget because it's such a long trip and the gear and, and all that stuff. Um my agent told me he said if if we're in Japan that would be or in Asia, that would be a good time to try Australia. Yeah. And he tried it this time and he couldn't make it happen. Yeah. But maybe he'll, he'll try next time. Probably he'll Keep trying.
0: That's you know? really hard to get artists there because the money conversion and all that, and they don't pay as well. And
2: They really don't. I have to say, I'm not saying anything bad about Australia. What are you saying about but, my country, but man? The money is not that good. <laughs> yeah.
1: it's it's, look, it's not look, that good. Hey, yeah.
0: A Vegemite sandwich isn't enticing. Well, a bunch of Vegemite sandwich, what's meat that? pies. Vege no, I mean, I
2: love Australia. I'm just saying it's the money is it's once you convert the money. You can say it we're cheap. It's not. You don't get paid. <laughs> they're not offering a lot of money, no, you know, to travel that's that far. It's not. It's not a lot. Yeah. So, so
3: I have. To, I just want to say I had a tour there. What was it July? What yeah, July. July <laughs> it was great musically and otherwise. Yeah, people but you're were by cool. yourself. I was with yeah. Danielle.
2: Okay, Deandre, me and yeah, her yeah.
3: And, and and half the time I did do my own thing. Mm-hmm. It was great. It yeah, you had a great. great
2: trip. It was so great. Well, you know, my trip would have I mean, been And I mean, I mean, I did, yeah, I didn't get rich, but I I mean, it was It <laughs> my was okay. trip would have been great too if it had been the real band and not like a substitute drummer. Yeah. It would have been great too.
0: Who was Who was the drummer the Oh, could we know it?
2: who it was. No, we don't need to mention his name. No, the drummer that VD remember as r- r- Kurt. Oh, Kurt couldn't do
3: Kurt it. Kurt right? couldn't do it. Right. So why well,
2: couldn't he do it again? He, he was in the middle of some family stuff. Getting ah, right. you know, he was divorcing. So they had VD. blah blah blah. Right. So we had we we had problems, and, and we the 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 promoters that had us go over there, they were actually a drum company. So they wanted us to come over there with a famous drummer. Ah. And okay. that's why they picked him. So, <coughs> that unfortunately, it didn't work out, but. It could have it could have worked out if they had picked somebody else, but it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, but and that back for that time that was really good money. Yeah. yeah. Now it's, it wouldn't be.
0: Yeah, it has yeah. changed. I know a lot of bands yeah. that don't just don't go there.
2: Well, they
3: figured us good. out.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They figured I mean, us man, out. We play for free. Places that I don't go, and I have no say in the matter. Yeah. You know, my agent is is the boss, and he says if if he, he he comes off as a hard guy, but he has to because it's a business. Yeah. And he's not going to sell you cheaper than he thinks you should be sold for. Oh, for sure. That's his job. Yeah. So he's going to keep the price where it is, and if somebody can't afford it, he has to say, well, I'm well, really sorry, but we can't make it. Tough shit, yeah. And that, yeah, I mean, that's his job because if I, if I was the guy, I'd be, let's go. Yeah, you know, and pretty soon I'd be playing for ten bucks, which broke. is only a dollar more than what I'm playing for now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Who's, have you seen the Led Zeppelin tour video with and their manager? That big, big, like, guys over six foot tall. He's big, bearded guy, and he was he was just a bad motherfucker, and yeah. he got shit done. That's the kind of guy you need, right? Well,
2: that's the kind of guy I got.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I'm not bragging.
2: Needs. I'm just saying the guy. Yeah. He sells us. He won't sell us for lower than a certain price. And God bless him, you know, because. Yeah. But, but you got to make a Unfortunately, it means that there's a lot of countries I'd love to play in that I probably never will get to play in. Like. I don't know. You know, whatever. They, Kazakhstan. Whatever they are. No, I just played in Kazakhstan. <laughs> you did Kazakhstan. Yeah, I did. I just I played there twice. Almaty. Love it. Yeah, in Almaty. Yeah. Love I've been to Kazakhstan. There, Wasn't it impressive? Love it. Wonderful place, man. Crazy. The best. Yeah you wow. know uh, in not in, like in what they in the Borat movie at all well that's <laughs> you know? that's how he actually yeah. used what country did he use I don't well, know it wasn't even Kazakhstan no of course not it was Romania or
0: something no Kazakhstan is awesome yeah man, and I pretty, love that place it's a hidden gem in there in Europe yeah
2: it's an amazing place beautiful um, um, I don't know what countries I won't get to play in but could be some Central America well see know, the, some, old, the smart there. thing to
0: do would be to get yeah like get japan uh asia like taiwan and all that kind of stuff and new zealand and australia and have a big run but it's so hard to organize all that well i mean work
2: there were countries in asia that we didn't play this time because do you normally go to taiwan i've only played there with my own band maybe twice right but apparently he couldn't get the money that he he wanted and he passed right so I should be playing in Taiwan but I can I, I wish I was but it didn't happen and it's and and I'm sort of like out of that loop you know I I yeah. have no business even being in that loop.
1: Yeah.
2: I'm not the one that decides where we play. <coughs> does. Yeah. And Korea so didn't come through. Korea didn't come through because the guy says he couldn't find a venue, the right venue. And I I don't know if I'm buying that, but I don't like the way that happened because he had plenty of time. And he came back kind of at the last minute and said the venue canceled, that he had the show booked in. And this happens sometimes. Right. But I think it was maybe laziness. Right. You know, I think he could have tried harder. And because, and there were some other promoters that my agent could have been dealing with while he was wasting his time waiting for this guy to find a venue. Right. right. So I sort of feel like we got screwed Screwed on that deal. Yeah. Yeah. Because i really wanted to play in korea and it didn't happen yeah but next time next time yeah. next time yeah and there's actually a really cool girl jennifer jennifer wang is her name and she is got this company called music force and they're the ones that bring all the the um import gear into korea like right. sir and and bogner and uh, all these companies they're being sold through music force in korea and occasionally she does concerts, so she brought me one time, she brought Landau one time, and she says she's going to do it again. It's not something she does a lot, she's right. not like a real promoter that that's her gig, but she just, she likes us, so, you know, we're friends of hers. Yeah. So I think maybe the next time we, we have a tour in Asia, I'll, I'll work with Jennifer, I hope, because she's a sweetheart, she's totally great, totally takes care of you, and she's awesome. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, she's Are really you, nice. You,
0: did you sell a lot of CDs on the tour? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. great. Yep. Yeah,
2: great, great CD sales. Um, seems like everybody wants one at the end of the show. So fantastic! I always sell more than I can bring. Yep. So it's wow. It's, you know, that's cool. So I, d- I sell out of the ones I can bring.
0: Yeah. So CDs selling great, and it's, <coughs> it's even bigger in in Asia and in um, Europe.
2: Yeah, the cool thing about. Um, the Blue Note is because you do two shows. So with those one, two, three, four, five, six nights at the Blue Note, it's actually 12 shows. So that's 12 opportunities to sell oh, CDs. yeah. Because it's good. a different crowd. You wow. know, they, they chased the first set out yep. and let in a new set. Me and Bruce were talking about that because it's hard sometimes musically to play the same song the second time because even if the crowd doesn't know the difference you've already played it <laughs> and you're going to try to play it as different as you possibly can the second time, which means you fuck it up way more. <laughs> now,
1: now, I've got a question for you. When
2: you
0: guys do those shows as a punter, as an attendee, as a punter, a punter, a punter? we would say down under, do mate, you spell punter? A, punter? a punter, like a, an, attendee, a regular guy, a, an audience regular member, guy. you know, a punter. Uh-huh. I'm a punter. I'm a, I'm coming to watch you guys. Okay. So, um, as a punter, uh, if I've got a choice, like say at the baked potato, to see you at 9.30 or at 11.30, mm-hmm. I'm always thinking, well, if I see the first show, it's going to be nice and fresh, but if I see the second show, maybe they're more relaxed and they've really got everything dialed That's a in. great
2: question, and I really don't know how to answer it, because sometimes the first set is great and the second set sucks, All and right. vice versa. Okay. I mean, I, and I don't have any reason for...
0: Right, so you. Who can't, knows, man? I remember
2: Bruce came to see my show last time on the second set, and the first set was really good, and the second <laughs> set kind of sucked. <laughs> and that's the one he came to see. Right, but uh, but the you goes, say that man. to him
0: every time he comes. Oh, you should have come the
2: other. No, set. No, <laughs> no, we had a really, really good first set. Yeah, it just happened yeah. to really, really click. Yeah, and the second set wasn't nearly as good, but I uh, was you know, And you played whatever.
3: the same set
2: no we didn't we had we, we, because of the baked potato um, they don't usually ch- chase the first set completely out, right you know like a lot of people stay from the first set, so we usually play completely different songs in the second set, right, but uh, the, we put all the good songs in the first set, like the new material from the new album, that was all in the first set, and on the second set, we play equinox. <laughs> And just like the (laughs) shit that, like, okay, we ran into tunes, what should we do? Well, let's see, there's Mysterious Traveler, there's Actual Proof, there's Equinox, there's all blues. (laughs) Because we played all the good shit the first. Bruce and I
0: were were talking, and I wanted to get your thoughts on this. What do you, headspace-wise, how do you, when you see someone in the audience, because we we recently went and saw uh, someone play, and me and Bruce loved them. Fantastic, and they texted Bruce and was like, Oh, that was such a shit. I was so shit that night, blah mm-hmm. blah blah. And, and they were great, but in their head, right, right? Right? So, and I know you do that sometimes. That's all it is, all it is yeah. right? But what do you, how do you deal with it on stage when you look out in the audience and you see someone that maybe you either look up to as a player or really admire, and you're like, How do you keep it?
2: Oh man, you know, that's a hard question because. You know in the in a perfect world you wouldn't care right and you're not supposed to care right you shouldn't care at all but you do but you do yeah and 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 i wish to god that i didn't i just somehow do and i imagine every guitar player probably goes through that there's probably a few that don't sure they do i mean i've had people come up to me like alan holsworth he sees me at the gig before he plays, yep. and he just goes, "Oh no, man! What are you doing here? <laughs> Jesus Christ!" You know, and right. I've had a lot of guys tell me that, like yep. that I'm fucking their night up. I wish you, I wish you weren't here. Right. You know, because now I'm all I'm going to think about is that you're hearing me play. And I feel the same way when I look out and see somebody like <laughs> Bruce or John McLaughlin. Or yeah, I've had so many. Great musicians come to my gigs, and and uh, part of me is always thinking, "God damn it, he's here," and <laughs> and he know he's gonna know when I play a clunky phrase. Yeah, he's gonna know when I and, and play a wrong note. And whereas the truth is, is that m- probably ninety eight percent of the other people won't hear it. Yeah, yeah, because they're fans and they they they're not brilliant musicians they're yeah. just they're fans <coughs> yeah. they're not going to know even if I have the worst night of my life they're pro- probably still going to like it Yeah. and why wouldn't they because it is still good yeah. it's only me
1: Yeah.
2: that you know like musicians make the mistake of thinking just because I played or, or excuse me just because I didn't play what I wanted to play that it's bad yeah. and that's not true mm. it's still probably good it just wasn't what you wanted to play but it still it wasn't bad you think it's bad because it's yeah. not what you wanted to play yeah but the audience doesn't know that, yep. and you're stupid for even thinking that they do, <laughs> right? You're just being an idiot by by, by ruining your own consciousness for, for thinking that they know something that they can't possibly know. Yeah. So and they're cr- and they're happy and they're buying CDs at the end of the show and they're coming and tell you you blew my head off. It was the best concert I've ever seen in my life. And you're up there thinking, oh, they hate it. They hate me. They hate me. Right. <laughs> it's so stupid. Right, so I can't, I can't answer that question <laughs> yeah. because how do you get rid of that ego, man? How do yeah. you get rid of it? Really get rid of it, not just say you get rid <laughs> yeah, of it, but yeah. actually get rid, actually not care that somebody else is and there. Yeah, you just I mean, don't I don't really care fuck. if Bruce is there because he's a fucking prick. I don't give a fuck what he thinks. <laughs> you know. But <laughs> I want him to think I suck.
1: Yeah, you, and you, yeah. I so
3: will quit coming. Yeah. <laughs> and the only reason I go is just to vibe
2: him (laughs) yeah right just to vibe him just to ruin my night (laughs) oh yeah
1: (laughs) yeah right
0: well you think guys like say Beck or Clapton do you think they at this point in their careers and where they're at do you think they have that shit
2: I don't know you know Jeff Beck has got some swagger on stage I've seen it you know he doesn't look nervous at all no no and, and I can safely say that there are nights when I play, and I'd have to actually say more than 50% where I'm like that too. Yeah. Like, I'm up there on stage thinking I'm the fucking greatest guitar player in the world, and I sound good, yep. and I think I sound good, and that makes me play even better.
0: Better, yeah. But
2: then there are those other nights where yep. I've lost confidence. You know, I'm up there possibly because the sound isn't good. So I'm thinking because... My guitar sounds like shit to me. <laughs> that I've got to be also playing bad notes too, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then, whether I am or not, everything just sounds so rank to me to my ears that I'm not happy, and, and I feel like that's a that's a vibe, you know. As soon as you're unhappy, I think the audience feels it, yeah. And yeah. then they and then they're not as reciprocative of they just they you lose them, yeah, basically. Because you wait a minute, let's get that mode, word you know, out. Reciprocative. reciprocative re, yeah, that is not but, a word. You know the <laughs> reciprocating. Hey, let me let me help. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Jo, yeah. Troy's you know gonna get mean? us in there. They can. They can. He's sense gonna weigh it. on that fucking. Point. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but they can. They can sense it when something's wrong. You
1: know, right.
2: And they know you when you're not having a good time, and then they and then they're sort of like, "What's going on?" They seem like they're mad or they're yeah. unhappy, and that's when it all goes south
0: getting to that place where you're so you've kind of forgotten about all that and you're so into the music is such an amazing place to be
2: it's a great place to be i call it just in the zone yeah the zone. when you're in the zone you're always going to have a great time and you're always going to play great but getting there isn't that easy and there's a lot of barriers to to getting there like sound is one of them yeah and 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 you might have an extra cold audience one night where i never forget this gig we did in Austria one time. Alan was smoking pot before the gig and he was completely wasted. And he went on stage, and when we came out on the stage, nobody clapped. We just came on the stage. Nobody announced us. And we walked out on stage, and I'm plugging my guitar in the audience. Like... And then we started playing the music, you know, they were like, yeah, they were just really, the one of the coldest audiences I've ever played for. Right. And Alan came back on the break, because we had a two-setter. And Alan came backstage, and he was going, Man, they're digging us, man. They're really digging
1: <laughs> us. <'Cause>
2: he's, high <laughs> he's high. as a kite. <laughs> it was so funny, man. I was dying. I was going, yep. Yeah. yeah, they love us, man.
1: They love us. <laughs>
0: Let's go. You know, Clapton just did his um, his Crossroads thing mm-hmm. last weekend. I heard it's going to be televised. Cool. Pedro uh,
2: Martin played at it. Did so he? Did
0: Kurt? Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I'll be curious to check it out. But I, I uh, someone he like he asked
3: me to do it.
0: He did. Yeah. Why didn't you do it? Fuck him.
3: <laughs> because he's got a big name. Uh, I going like blow him. No what, anyway, man. What was
0: that? I Did said, I said okay,
3: can we play blues with four chords this time? He said, no. <laughs> I said, fuck
0: you. <laughs> um, yeah, one of cats like, you know, he's inviting all these and everyone just, you know, he's one of the, the greats. I don't know if he feels that pressure or he's just let it go or
2: he just doesn't give a fuck. I don't I'd know. I've never considered him that great of a player for, well, for me.
3: Oh, shit. You're going to regret never. saying that. Oh, I don't okay. know.
2: <laughs> I've said <laughs> it okay. before.
3: <laughs> okay, but he said it. <laughs>
2: I've, I've said it before. And he's we're not, not taking it back well, and we're never not letting been him one edit it. Yeah. Don't let him edit this. Okay. Well, I mean, but, you know what? I think he's a talented guy. I just don't think his talent no, no, is, you know, yeah. I Yeah, we all know there's there's greater players. And he's also
3: had ridiculous amounts of substance abuse so well, so to, to to like you know like put him in the hall of fame of well-adjusted you know well he's now emotional humans well, he's now well, well do we know that know. i mean we know that he's gotten past his that but we but, don't but, know that but hold
0: it. but you guys that's,
3: you're, you're throwing that's, a whole bunch no, of no, 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 hold it. you know i'm not saying he's not great he said he's not great no i'm saying you're throwing like that somehow like he's like believes the fucking press, you know, or something. But actually, no. I didn't
2: say he's not great, because I think he is great. I'm just saying his guitar playing, to me, in my assessment, I don't enjoy his guitar playing as much as I enjoy many, many other guitar Right, but guitar that's players. I'm not
0: asking that. I'm just saying when someone is... Now I don't is, even know what we're talking okay, about. Okay, but <laughs> when I'm asking, say... Any of the, uh, the the iconic guitar players like Clapton, Beck, Eddie Van Halen. Mm-hmm. like Say Eddie Van Halen. I'm sure he knows how amazing and, and how I- I- mm-hmm. iconic he is. Mm-hmm. What if a guy like that feels that pressure of That's being an say, iconic player. Mean,
2: after you've done so many concerts for literally millions of people, some of that nervousness has to just go away. You would think, right? Of course. Uh, Don't you yeah, think so? No.
0: On that level?
2: No. You I don't, don't think, know. Maybe I mean not. I've seen Van Halen play a million times. He never looks nervous to me. He just looks like a
0: fucking kid. He looks like a lot he's of fun. making it
2: so effortless looking that yeah. how can he be nervous? Yeah. He's, he's he's dancing all over the stage and playing amazing <laughs> shit. How can he be nervous? Yeah. I don't see it. Whereas other players I do see them being nervous. Yeah. I don't want to mention any well, names, but every yeah. time I see him play, they me. look like they've got a big stick up there. But ass. I'm just saying like that, that
0: topic we talked no. about before, how you can have you know, you can feel really confident and then not feel confident. I wonder if those... I'm just but curious you, what those guys go through Jesus on Christ, that level. Jesus Christ,
3: man. What? I, I just... That's a legitimate It's a legitimate, a it's le- a legitimate, legitimate question, question, but I think you're... you're, In my opinion, you're, you're putting together two things that aren't necessarily the same thing. And that's why you're not... You're arriving at what I'm hearing right. is a dissonance. There's the one thing... Yes, they're great players. Okay? The... Everybody you mentioned is a great player in their own right. And some have, have, have achieved amazing amount of notoriety, and there's many great players out there who haven't. Okay, I'm just saying, mm. but one, one thing we all have in common is the guitar and the music kicks our ass. Is that regardless of what the world perceives or what people write about you or how much money you make, you still have to play every day, and you hear... All the shit you're going for and you hear what you're missing. True. I mean there's nobody who doesn't have
2: that. Right. That's true, because that's Right, but I wasn't asking that.
3: Okay, no, no. My point is is so you're a Van Halen and you've played for millions of people or Clapton or or Jeff Beck. And so you have this swagger because you know you have to carry yourself and you know basically that the thing you're wrestling with deep inside you. The world isn't part of that,
1: mm, and they're just okay. digging
3: what you're doing. You get that, right? And so my point is, is they're two different things, right? And so, no, if, if they're walking around going, "I'm a badass at guitar," when they're in the bathroom, they're fucking deluded. If they're, you know, if they're walking around on stage while they're performing for people, just showing that confidence because. They're they're veterans of the war right. and they've been in fire before. Right, right. That's a different thing, and they're that's what I'm, that's what I'm hearing. The dissonance in personally here, right? Okay. And you know, and and there's some guys who handle it well, some guys who don't, and then there's some guys who do, but confide in their friends, mm. like yeah. this person you mentioned, the text I got the yeah. other day. Of like this guy, I was just blown away by everything he did. I loved it. I thought it was great. And he like sent me a text waking me up this morning, you know, apologizing basically and ex- you know, explaining why it was so lame. And I'm like going, dude, what I heard was this, right. you know, I mean it was brilliant. And And I'm not saying from his point of view it wasn't up to the level he expected of himself or wanted of himself. But at the same time, you know, I was there objectively listening, and he was sitting there subjectively Mm. judging. Right. And because I was there and other people were there who he wanted to impress, which we all do. We're all guilty of this. Right, yeah. None of us. And I don't even think Clapton or Beck or Van Halen are are beyond that. I don't know. I'd, I'd love to have them here to ask them. And if they are, they're probably just drunk and high
2: that you have to have a level of when you hear yourself play every day which they do and which yep. we all do there's no way you're not going to compare one day to another and it's just like it's just like any other thing that you do in the day y- if you drive your car every day you might have one day where you enjoy it you're listening to music you might have another day where you're stuck in traffic or you have a fender bender with somebody and everything goes fucking horribly wrong right because and every day is different you know, and it's just like playing music. Every single day, you, some, like I can tell you absolutely without a doubt that at one point in the concert, I'm going to have brain, well, not one point, many points, <laughs> I'm going to have brain farts. Right. I'm going to go for a voicing that I've played a hundred times and I'm going to miss it. And I'm going to go, how the fuck did that happen? I've done this so many times, but my fingers just didn't hit the right notes.
1: Yep. Yep. You know,
2: or one note was on the wrong, one finger was on the wrong string, or I forgot the voicing completely. And I, what, what am I supposed to do here? Oh shit, I played the wrong thing. I'm in another part of the song, a brain fart. Right. You do something stupid. If you let that get you down, then you've lost the game already. Yeah. You know? yep. So for me, that's comedy. I have <laughs> right. to make it comedy. Yep. My band thinks it's comedy, <laughs> so why shouldn't I think it's comedy? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah, all yeah, think it's comedy. And that's a whole different
3: thing yeah. than what I'm talking about. But yes, that's of course but, a big thing. You know, but back to the point we were on, hey, you know, I mean, we, you know, there are people out there. We know that we see them in the audience and we want to do our best for them. And we're projecting onto ourselves and onto them value judgments that make us uncomfortable. And then we start to second guess ourselves mm-hmm. and it starts to become this cascading. Not really, you know, because we're pros and we sound fine, but this cascading feeling of like I'm not jumping over the highest bar yeah, of, of doubt, yeah. and, 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 it's, and it just starts <sighs> to fuck with you, and there's, if you care, it's going to happen to you. Hmm. I mean it's not a necessarily a bad thing, even though it does have negative repercussions at times with the music because you care and yeah. you love these people and you want them to hear this shit you worked so hard on and to you the difference between one little thing that is unnoticed even to the trained ear is huge to you
0: yeah Yeah.
3: and uh, yeah you have bad days and good days but ultimately a player like Scott you know or a player like this guy we're talking about he's so consistent yeah. that yeah. like okay what to him is like you know Eiffel Tower fell down. <laughs> right. which to me, maybe there's one light bulb in all those light bulbs that's out. I'm not going to see that.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
3: You know, because um, because mostly, and this is where we we all guitar players were so fucked up. Because I I teach and I have to watch <laughs> this. Yeah. I have to watch this meltdown in other people and then see the mirror that I'm doing the same thing. Right. Is that. We have a completely weird relationship to music that not a whole lot of instruments have and that it's so mechanical to us. Like, really what music is about is what it feels like. If it's just feeling good and you're in the pocket with it, right? This chord, that chord, this note, that note, the tone a little this way or that way, it's like... Not important in comparison to like what it feels like.
1: Mm, yep. If
3: you're communicating the whole idea of what the song's about, of when you're in the pocket, the rhythm is grooving, and you know what I mean? And everybody's playing together. Like that is the music. And that's the music everybody relates to. And that's even the music when we listen to, we relate to. Right. But yet, when it comes to playing, the relationship is so fucking mechanical. I mean I have, I have this project at school where I have vocal duo we call it, where we put the guitar players and the vocalists together. And, and, they, you know, and they were going to pro- do a duo concert at the end of the whole thing. You know, they take a lesson with me, they take a lesson with the singing instructor, we do a workshop, we talk about how cool it is for the guitar and the voice to play together in an intimate thing where the guitar has all this control and, and impact. Right, you know, without the rhythm section, and um like a singer, when they want to get intense, they just get intense, they just feel intense, and their voice reflexive, they want to be funny, they just kind of act out funny, and their voice sounds funny, yep. they want to be sad, they want to be blue, they want to be excited it's just that emotion comes up in their body, right, and it comes out in the music it's that. Pure. Right. A guitar, and I watch this happen. Guitar players playing with a singer, she starts to get more intense. So naturally, we want to get more intense to support that or to be part of that. And rather than just doing what they do, the smart thing, we like turn it into a me, 15 mechanical responses. <laughs> We're gonna turn this up. We gotta hit this hard. You know, I mean, you can see. I watched this like glitch of like a bad gearbox going. You know, like a truck trying to downshift. Right. You know, and it's just like get intense. Well, just feel intense. You're naturally gonna play harder. Yeah. You're naturally gonna be more involved, and it's gonna sound that way. Why the fuck are you thinking about? Oh shit, I gotta hit a volume now. Oh shit, I gotta get to the amp. Oh shit, I gotta step on something. You know, I mean, it's like we have a million. Sometimes some guys have like technical responses to human emotion. Hmm. When if you really feel it, it comes out. Right. Especially in in the intimacy of a vocal duo where where you're dealing with that kind of a dynamic spectrum. Yeah. And that, you know, uh transparent a situation. But you know what I mean? It's like no, we're guitar players. We're like thinking, "Oh, I missed that chord. I'm, I'm a piece of shit." Yep. When it's like the groove, the feeling. Are we serving the music? Is it like are we in the pocket? That's the shit that the real world is
2: hearing. Right. Mm-hmm. He's hey. right. There's there's two other spectrums though. That. Rectums or spectrum? Spectrums or spectrums. <laughs> <Okay>. Big <laughs> spectrums. Big large spectrums. Number one is that the guitar is probably one of the most diverse instruments in the world. You can play more types of music on a fucking guitar than just about any other instrument with tonally, it just goes from here all the way to the other end of the the world with what you can do with a guitar. I'm talking about from classical to rock to jazz to finger picking to to heavy metal to tapping. to. It's so many things. So we as guitar players, when we listen to other guitar players we all wish that we could do what the other guy can do
1: mm, you know yeah. we
2: all have it in us where every time i hear kurt rosenwinkel i go jesus christ the vocabulary this guy has why don't i have this much vocabulary you know or you listen to a guy who's really good with voicings and you go jesus christ i don't know that many voicings you know like like how come it sounds i can't do that or listen to finger pickers, or listen to anything, and I'm sure people listen to me and go, "Geez, all I am is just this." Yeah, I do. So modern. <laughs> I'm one of them. Uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but you know, we all have this doubt in us because we only are covering a little tiny, little tiny piece of what the guitar can do mm. individually. Yeah, and we can't be. I can't be Tommy Emmanuel. And I can't be Bruce Foreman and I can't be Jeff Beck and I can't be this guy and that guy because I'm just me and I just do what I do and I it may not it's just it fits a little niche of what I do. Yeah. But every time I listen to somebody else, I have that doubt. God, maybe if I practiced harder I could be better, I could be I could have a wider spectrum of things to say, you know. And this can come right at you on stage. So oh, it, genera- it generally <laughs> does. Yeah, you know, right on stage where you're thinking, God, you know, if I was McLaughlin, I, I, <laughs> I bet I could, i I'd, I'd fix them. <laughs> you know, like, I eat like right some potato chips. <laughs> yeah, this guy right here, I'd eat my spinach and turn yeah. into John McLaughlin, I and mean, I'd fix this motherfucker in the front rows who's just folding his arms and looking at me like, you putts, you can't do anything.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and right, and, like, but at the same time, he's
3: looking at you, and you're thinking he's looking at you putts, you can't do anything, but he might be looking at you like, oh, my God, I can't. Right. Walking, I'm like I'm seeing yeah. God. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I you mean, don't know what they're thinking because because basically that's back to the first thing, which is the music and the guitar, kicks your ass every day. Right, right. right. And yeah. if and those of us that are not just willing. It's, it's being willing to make the fight. It's not necessarily being worthy to make the fight.
2: Right. It's, it's being, being
0: willing, willing to, oh, to make the Oh, that's wow. You yeah. guys just got to fucking date. Well, that's those. really that's true. Cool, because, right?
2: because if you're not willing to do damage control, you might as well just give it up. <laughs> right. Because that's what a lot of the gig is, is damage control. Right. And, and, and that brings me to my second spectrum of things. <laughs> oh, the other the, rectum. Uh, the, the, <laughs> other, the other rectum. <laughs> yeah. And that is the sound. Yeah. Because if you're in a room and everything sounds like shit to you, you are not going to play well. And that's beyond your control, man. That's just like if you ate some food that has salmonella in it, you're going to get <laughs> sick and throw up. right? And you're not going to enjoy your meal or yep. what happens after your meal. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same thing on stage, man. If you're there hating every single thing that's happening because you you feel in, in your mind that everything is either out of control or so loud that you feel shell shocked I've had this happened to me in rooms where you know when the drummer just barely hits the snare drum and it sounds like a fucking cannon went off mm. just you're playing in an amplifier yeah right so no matter what you do you can be playing the softest moment of the softest song you have and it's going to sound like judas priest yeah and those are like and then you try to p- wear earplugs and that just makes everything sound even more horrible I've been in those situations, man. You can't win. You're not going to have a good night. Right. You just get used to it. It's like you're going to do the best you can, but it's going to be shit, and you're going to hope that the next room isn't like that. <laughs> because I've played, and, and another, another thing that's really hard is the, the difference between no ambience and too much ambience. Mm. And that's the main thing that electric guitar players always worry about. Because when there's no ambience in the room whatsoever, then the notes don't flow together at all. Every note is a separate entity. Mm. So right, Like a recording sounds, studio. Yeah, th- it can be, yeah. And it, so- it sounds like every note is horribly dry no matter how much reverb you put on it. <laughs> it still sounds like the notes have all been shortened and no note touches another note. There's no diffusion. Yeah. There's no ambience. And then... You can't play anything because you sound like everything is st- everything you play is staccato. Everything dies, right? You know, sounds like a fucking <laughs> trumpet player that that tongues every note. Right? <laughs> you know, it's horrible. And then you get in these wonderful rooms where you hear a blend; the notes blend all together, and it's effortless to play. You just, you, it feels like you could just tie your right hand behind your back and just play like this, and every note would come out beautifully. Yeah. And yep. those rooms are the most fun because and then of course it can go the other direction right, where, where it's just so a, it's like yeah. a basketball court right. and everything's just <laughs> a bunch of mud so so, so that's a p- another thing we have to deal this with well is, yeah is no, that's, that's, that's so basically rec- you guys rec- are
0: telling me that just being a guitar player right there you're already just damaged but yeah. You're you're Damn it's No, it no,
3: no. He met uh, this girl. He thought he
2: was playing, but she wrecked him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or she put something in my rectum that I didn't like. I think it was the TV remote. But, it was, but you know, the the bottom line is, I mean, your initial question was, you know, there was a question here. Yeah, there was a question that <laughs> was Oh, fuck! You, how do you how do you deal with the fact like? What makes it so different bet- between playing for an audience that you, you know, you can be playing in some little tiny town in 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 Italy, and you know that there might be a couple maybe guitar players there, but most of them are probably beginners, and you know, you know you're going to sound great because you have all this confidence because you know you're the best guitar player p- for probably 100 miles around, but. versus sitting in there and Playing on stage and and you know John McLaughlin's there and there's Bruce and there's Kurt and there's Sco right. and there's Pat <laughs> and there's Eddie and <laughs> all these and Albert King came out of the grave and he's there <laughs> and then what are you gonna do right. like it's. It, if you don't think that that's a different mentality, you're fucking. There's something wrong with you because you you, you have respect for these people. Yeah. So of course you're gonna you're, you some part of your ego is gonna kick in and be a little bit put off or a little bit thrown off balance by the fact that all these great musicians are, are listening to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. And you
3: and and therein lies that's and it, it's always destructive. It usually is. No, it's always.
2: <laughs> <So> e- ego <laughs> yeah. is destructive, right? Right. Yeah, it yeah. is. I would say ninety nine percent of the time, it's right. destructive. I don't, why do
0: we have ego? Uh, I don't know.
2: Why do we have? I why it? do we
0: have it? Or why do we need it? What's the
2: human thing for having ego? Um. Well, I don't think it's. I don't think it's a t- all negative. I think that you just, first of all, the initial thing is that you really care about the music. Mm. So music is a gift. You know, when you it's not only a gift to you, but it's a gift to the people that you're playing for. Yeah. It is a gift. Mm. Period. Yeah. You know, it's a gift. I'm not saying it came from a creator or wherever it came from, but it's a gift and we should all be grateful for it that we're even able to go up there on stage and play a couple notes and have people clap. <laughs> that should be enough. You know. <laughs> that right would be there. nice. That would be yeah. nice. But but When your peers are out there and you know that they've been fighting the same battle as you and they're doing the same thing and they have their off nights too, blah, 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 you're hoping that, geez, if I could have one of my better nights tonight, it would be great. Mm. Because then I could walk away thinking that, you know, maybe I'm still not as good as they are, but at least I had a good night and I didn't completely suck. Right. That's a nice feeling to have when you had a good night in front of people that you respect. Yeah. And I think there's probably people in the classical world who are a little bit closer to that because they are playing for big groups of people who do know when they fuck up. And, mm. you know, they, I mean, they're they dealing with that every night. We're dealing with, hey, if the guys, those three guys in the band think I suck, so what? Fuck them. <laughs> you know, but when you're playing with a whole classical orchestra and you're not <laughs> supposed to make mistakes, yep. and you do much bigger repercussions, much bigger consequences. Yeah,
0: right.
2: But but, but for us, it's not as bad because we're playing jazz, and <laughs> jazz is supposed to be fucked up. <laughs> no, it's, it's supposed to be all discombobulated and messed up. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, so in that respect, you could say, well, so what if I fucked up, it's jazz, and these guys do the same thing. They step on their dicks every night because that's what their job is to do. Right. You always try new things. Some of them work, some of them don't. And so there's your excuse. Yep. But still, in your mind, you're thinking, well, if, if, if at least I could walk off the stage being somewhat happy with what I played while these great musicians are there, that would be really cool. Yeah, yeah. But that usually doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> usually you walk off stage going, God damn, I played probably one of the worst gigs I've played in a long time just because those guys were there. And that's when you kind of look at yourself and go, man, are you that petty? You know, are you really that little of a person that you have to be? And then you say, yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, I am. (laughs) The answer comes down from the sky. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) you are.